Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that purse come rolling for to carry my mother away will the circle be unbroken by keeping the circle unbroken in your life that is what we are talking about here on this episode of Circle Unbroken. Welcome back. I am your host, Taft Ayers. I am joined in by producer Mike. Good day, sir. Great day. Tell me your favorite thing that's happened to you so far today. Today? Today. I made it through the morning show. <laughs> <laughs> he lives to die another day, right? Uh, no, those... we actually had a good show today. So good. It, it worked well. Good. We just had... Uh, I, I came in with uh, anticipating two to three people on the show, and we ended up with six. So <laughs> hey, it was it was a party in there, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, a, a little different than just me and you, right? Yeah, we had our uh, our, our typical. You know, we talked about the front porch sure. and stuff, and we just we had somebody that listens to us and decided they wanted to be on, so we That's put them cool. on. <laughs> That's cool. I I heard that this morning. They say that so and so is here from you know X amount of miles away, and I thought That's cool. It really is a front porch. Yep. As if you're a, a dedicated listener here, you know we talked yesterday about the concept of the front porch and how we are front porch radio. And we would also like to take this time to remind you that if you go to frontporchradiotn.com, you will be able to find a list that you can listen live. But you can also search there on a button there that says podcasts and you will find all of our shows archived there. And so you can scroll through and see a little bit more about who we are and what we do. And one thing I'd like to say to you about Front Porch Radio specifically is this. If you're like me, you probably visit many different genres or styles. Um, maybe you go away from talk radio or maybe you go away from this or that. But what we want to thank you for is for coming back to us, for coming back to us when you want a talk format or coming back to us when you want something that we provide. We know you have many options. We also know that you go many different places and many different directions. And I think that's good. I think it's good to say, I want to go over here for country. Or I want to go over here for Christian or whatever floats your boat. But we always want to be the people here like a front porch. We want to thank you for coming back. We want to thank you for, for visiting here. I believe that all who wander are not lost. Uh, but, but when you, when you come back, we're glad. Yeah. Take, that, test, that test the waters, but make sure you come back. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, unlike marriage advice. Yeah. Uh, we, we want you to be somebody that goes and, and, and looks around, find, find what you like out there, but know that you can always come here to front porch for our offerings and what we provide. Um, we are jumping in today. One of the pieces about circle and Broken is a piece that I offer specifically to different businesses. And I will go and I will speak. And, and just to give you kind of a rundown here, as a part of Kennedy Broadcasting, our offerings here, one of the new parts that I've brought to the team is that I will go and I will speak to these different organizations or, or teams. And it can be as something as small as a locker room in the community where I'll go and talk to a team like that. But it can also be something as big as a stage 
that I'll be on for a conference where a company will call and they will say, Hey, we'd like for you to come in and talk to, let's say they're all doctors or they're all in the automotive space or they're all in customer service. Like, like these conferences will go in and we'll talk about different subjects there and we'll go in the other day. I was sitting on a bucket with a construction team and I was talking to eight guys, you know, about being a team and about what that meant because the person that owned the construction company wanted me to come. There are times, coach, that I'll change. Uh, I'll be in, uh, jeans and maybe a Carhartt and then I'll go in and I'll have to go to the next place and I'll throw on a blazer, uh, and walk in kind of a Clark Kent style, what, whatever it takes. And the reason that I'm telling you this today is sure. If you need somebody to come and speak or help with your culture development, hit us up. That's Taft at Kennedy Broadcasting.com. Like don't hesitate. We would love to come and help you there as part of our offerings here. But the reason that I wanted to lead with that today is there was a recent subject that I presented on at a pretty big group of all these different companies that had come together. And the title of my topic, Coach, was this, Taking the ACT. And that, that's what it was called. And I had fun with them. We talked about it. It was interesting to talk to them, to ask, you know, I'm at this company-wide deal here where they have offices all over the United States and they all come to one spot here locally and to ask them if they remember their ACT scores was really fun because there were people in this company that proudly told you what they scored. Others, if they're like me, I don't really remember it. It doesn't matter as much. I remember when I took the ACT, I took it, and my goal was to make enough to get into the Christian college that I wanted to go to. And once I was told I was good, they asked, you want to take it again? I said, no, I don't want it to get worse. And they said, no, we'll keep your highest. I said, no, 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 I'm in. I am, I am good. And I watch kids now. Um, there's the 30-30 club. I mean, to, to me, when I heard about a 30, you, you were like Doogie Howser. If you, if you did that, if you made a 30, I, I would look at that and go, whoa, you are, you are next level smart. Now there's kids that their parents set the bar at get in, make a 30 and you can get this car or make a 30 and you can, you can do this. You make a 30, you're going to be look. getting money from colleges, right? They're, they're going right. to be talking. I, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, I'm. I was rather proud of my score, so I, you know, sure. I'll go on. But yeah, uh, yeah, uh, it got me into the Naval Academy, right? So, right. So you at least made a fifteen, Coach. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> and so double it plus one. <laughs> and so you look at those numbers and, and you remember them. Oh yeah. Um, it's it is a test that people take, and well, one of my kids just took a pre one. And he said, Dad, I'm, I'm kind of nervous about this test because I think it may affect me for the rest of my life. I said, well, number one, you're 14. That's not true. I said, but number two, uh, tests that you take like this can open up doors. Um, and it was really neat for me to have this as a topic um, at this pre- presentation with this group at this company because they had a lot of fun with it. And then they realized that's not what we're talking about. When we said taking the ACT, what we meant was – Giving your company this litmus test, giving your company this evaluation on 
If you're taking the ACT as a company, what does it mean? Well, it's a test that says this. We want to be a company of action, the ACT, a company that's going to act. And then we broke it down in this acronym, and here's what we put. Action changes things. And we have fun with it. Uh, we have fun with that after everybody talked about their scores. One guy whose company, uh, their branch was from a certain area where they didn't take the ACT. They all took the SAT. They didn't have to have the ACT. And so when he knew this was part of my keynote, he goes, you got one for SAT too? And I said, I'm sure I do. I can, I can give you another one. <laughs> if uh, I don't, I'll come up with yes, one. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, being satisfied alters things. No, I mean, but you, you, you can go through it. And so this idea that I want to talk about today, we had a good time. We presented it in a fun way. It was a trip. Uh, and I even have a mug at my house that their HR department put together. It's a nice Yeti mug with their company label on one side, which happens to be three letters. And then you flip it on the other side, and it has the date of the presentation, and it says, ACT, Action Changes Things. And I thought, you know what? This is super cool. This is cool that all, you know, 400 attendees got these mugs and all this. But I want to really jump into that today for the show. Action Changes Things. When you hear this right now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, how would a little bit of action change some things to run with this narrative in your life? Action changes things. Coach, a lot of people talk about action, don't they? Oh, yeah. They talk about it. Talk about it. Yes. And why is it, let's just, let's camp out there for a minute. Why is it easy? I believe it is. Why is it easy to talk about action? Well, again, you you can broach it. You can sound like you're uh, a person of action or a person mm-hmm. of importance by by talking the right talk. Sure. Now, what what happens after that is is the the big thing as as a coach. You know, I could I could spend all day telling a player how to do it, and he could right. he could spend all day reciting back to me how to throw a ball, how to swing a bat, how to make a block or a tackle. Sure, uh, sure. He could, he could spend all day reciting it back to me, but if he doesn't go out and actually make the tackle or go out and hit the baseball, right, it doesn't do us any good at all. Right, right. To to talk about it, um, people have said before, talk is cheap. Um, people have, have labeled that before about saying, you know, uh, if we're going with our song themes, you know, uh, a little less talk and a lot more action. Um, you, you can look at those putting your money where your mouth is. Okay. Now, if we, <laughs> you should see coach's face right now, a little less talk and a lot more action. <laughs> Coach is like, dad, I don't know if you should be quoting that song, but think about it, coach. <laughs> Think about I, the companies. Wording, yes. The church. The theme of the song is what yeah, got me. <laughs> yeah. All of these places. Hey, but here's, here's the deal. Truth is truth no matter who says it, right? And so a lot of places are guilty. I mean, straight up guilty of talking about what we're going to do. A lot of times when you talk about action, it's nothing more than a diagnostic. You, you go in there and we're going to do this and we need to do that. And as a coach, you mentioned this. Um, th- th- these are things that we need to fix. These are things that, that need to happen better. But if you're not going to implement those things, you're just talking. I mean, anybody can come in and tell you what's the matter. 
Anybody can tell you, oh, there's a problem here. Um, and so I think a lot of times we get stuck on that, that part of just talking about the actions that we need to take place. And I think that's one of the things, uh, you know, to, to shift it, in, I guess, into the political arena. That's mm-hmm. the one thing that most people mistrust about sure. politicians. Right. They say a lot of stuff. We're going right. to do a lot of stuff. We're going to do a lot of stuff. And then when you actually look at what actually gets done under that person's watch or in that situation, you kind of realize, eh, right. they didn't get nearly done what they said they were going to do. Now do I trust them for this next level or this next thing? The The word count is good, and maybe the intent is strong. The, the advertisement um, is captivating when, when, when people talk about it. But like you said, the follow through, you know what? Or do you make promises you do? that you don't have the power to keep? Right, right. You know, a, you know, president comes in and says, "I'm going to change taxes." Well, the president doesn't set taxes; mm-hmm. it's Congress, mm-hmm. and you're getting a hundred people or five hundred and thirty-five people t- trying to agree. Right. The one voice of the president, yes, it's influential, but he's not actually going to make the change. Sure. Right. It's those other guys that are going to make the changes, and and people will will bark. People will put things out there saying that they're going to do X, Y, and Z. It's like every every election that ever takes place when you're growing up in school. That sucker gets up there. They got cookies. They got candy. They got all this stuff for you. Vote vote for Johnny for such and such. And he's like, I'm going to bring such and such to the cafeteria. And I'm going to make sure that there's free ice cream on Fridays for everybody. And the, the, the students are going, yeah, because his mom or dad made this poster and he's got this campaign promise. And anybody who's anybody has their hands kind of folded going, you don't have the legislative power to make. I say the principal. The principal's going try it, <laughs> right. try yeah. it. And let's They're see what They're going. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> there's a deal here. I remember years ago, Coach. I went and I, I was out of college, and I was interviewing with a church, and I was interviewing with a church. And at this time, um, the word change politically was being weaponized. Um, there, there was a yes, we can mentality and then there was a ah, there's a lot of skepticism and so they brought me into this church and i met with the leadership team of the church and i pitched my vision as an outreach or involvement minister and what that looked like and i said guys real quick an outreach or an involvement minister can come into a church just like anybody can come into an organization and if the first thing i did was start changing things it's who do you think you are if I came in here as just a new teammate of yours at Kennedy Broadcasting and I started just changing everything, you would think, hey, what, what, when do we cowboy up? Like, why do we bring this guy in here? Who does he think he is? And so I sat with the leaders on that team at the church and they, here's what they said. You'll love it, coach. They said, hey, we, 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 we like your vision of year one being an involvement minister, which means you get everybody on board. And then year two, you shift into an outreach minister where basically you're saying, hey, we've worked on some stuff on the inside. Now we're going to take it outside. And it was beautiful. I loved it. And they said, but year one, we're not going to try to kick much change in. Like we we want you to come in, figure us out. Maybe you can strengthen some things, supplement some things, make some upper level recommendations. And it was so healthy. Okay. There was one leader who wasn't there that day. And my first Sunday at the church, I'm sitting on the stage, fixing to preach my first lesson at the church, 
and he got up to introduce me. And he got up to introduce me. And remember the political climate that we're in. Remember the talk that we had just had in this clandestine meeting. And for those of you in Radio Land, I want you to picture it. We're in West Tennessee. This man has like his heavy starched jeans uh, that he could have just taken them off and just set them up. Um, he's got his big kickers on, his big boots, and he's a super nice farming type guy who also helps lead a church. And he stands up there with his strong, I mean, I'm going to paint this picture for you, with his strong man hands. He's gripping the pulpit and he points at the church and he goes, y'all need to get ready. Change is a coming. And I'm over here going, you missed the meeting, Lyle. Uh, you, you, you weren't here. And, and here's what he says. Change is a coming and here's what he looks like. And y'all. He does that, and I get up, and I get up, and I give 30 minutes on whatever, okay? The 30 minutes I gave on whatever, and what, the reason I'm saying it that way is, it didn't matter what I said after that intro. It's like asking somebody, what color was the car before it hit you? You know, like, all I know is I got whacked by a car. You know, I don't know. what. And this moment for me made me realize people were rocked. By what he said. What do you mean coming in here to change and, and talk it up, talk it up, talk it up? And then there's the question of this is what somebody says. We can freak out when we think about change, when we think about action that is kicked in for this. And you know what? You can also find yourself in a situation where it's a big hype and we're going to change and this is what change looks like. But sometimes change, folks, I'm going to tell you this, sometimes it can be presented like a firework. I love fireworks. They're fun. And if coach said, hey, you, I'd like to have your family over to shoot some fireworks, you know what? I'm going to be there with my lawn chair because my family loves to look at them. But here's the kicker. There are fireworks that go off, and I look at them, and they're neat. And you know what? My kids will sit in my lap still and do this. Ooh. Oh. My wife will say, this is my favorite kind right here. Pop. Bang, it looks cool. Everybody's down. But then it's gone. And it's gone. And you've got those smoke streams that kind of fill the sky for a minute. And then when your eyes adjust afterwards, you can look and you can see the shrapnel. This this just everywhere. And you can find yourself in a position going, that was cool for a second. That was cool for a second, and then we kind of fizzed out. And so what what I want to talk about today in this intro here is action changes things. And we speak about action. We speak about it, what it is that we are going to do, how we are going to impact change, how we're going to do it. But sometimes, folks, if you're like me, it's just lip service. Sometimes it's real easy to get the hype and to make everybody think, oh, man, something is going to happen. But then there's a next level when it comes to implementation, when it comes to making something happen. And that's what we're going to get into in our second session today. Action changes things. Take the ACT. Use that test with your organization. But think for a second about what action means to you and what kind of things are people barking about right now saying, you know what, we're going to act and we're going to do this. But it might not be coming to fruition just yet. We'll have more tips and more guidance on this after the break here on Circle Unbroken.
Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. We're back, the circle unbroken. I'm your host, Taft Ayers. Welcomed and joined in by my buddy, Open Mike. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic, as usual. I love it. I love it. We are 
right in the middle of a session today, and session makes it sound like therapy, right? Like, sit down, relax, let's talk about action-changing things. That, that's what we're talking about today. Uh, there's a message that I give at different corporations, and it's titled, Taking the ACT. And we have fun. We joke about what you made on the ACT. I even tell a story about one of the most successful people that I know who took the test, uh, made a super low score, and he made a super low score. He's a huge business owner now, by the way. But he took the test and thought that they made a mistake. So he went back and took it again and got even lower. And he said, I must have spelled my name wrong. Like he was so frustrated. And there's a lot of emotions that come with the ACT. And so I kind of play on that. And then what we do as an organization, we get into taking a test for your organization called the ACT. Fun little cute play on words. But it's also called Action Changes things. And and we look at that. If you say you're going to act, if we say you're going to do something, you've got to be prepared that action changes things. If I just talk about action, if I just say, we're going to do such and such, but nothing ever happens, it's it literally means in vain. I grew up hearing, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Never really studied or, or looked. I just knew I couldn't say, oh my, fill in the blank. I couldn't do it. Won't even do it now. And I remember hearing that, but then really learning what what it meant for something to be in vain. And in vain means without meaning, you know, vo- void of, of purpose. And so I look at that, and now if I say that, that I want to do such and such, and I do that in vain, then, then it, there is no real meaning to it. it, it it's like it's vanity. It doesn't have any purpose behind it. And, Coach, I think – a lot of our organizations, so I won't just beat up on churches because um, this is really something I'm thinking about today for businesses, but a lot of our organizations, they just have what I call uh, just cheap talk in a lot of ways. Well, they will say they're going to do something. The intent might be right, but the application uh, the implementing implementation of that that doesn't happen uh, the way that it should. I'm making up words here. The implementing, um, but this is my question for everybody: When you say we need more action, when you say it's time to put up or shut up, when when you say this is a moment where the rubber meets the road and we really gotta fill in the blank, some word for action, are you ready? Like, are you ready for the C in the word ACT? We're all hyped up for the action, right? Like, we're all like, yeah, rah, rah, let's go. Or we're all scared when people talk about it. But there's this idea. But then the next part is if we say that ACT stands for action changes things, we're going to spend some time right now talking about the C, okay? Change. Action changes things. And so – we're going, to, we're going to really jump in here to the C. I have gone to a lot of meetings over the years with my ministry background and then with my corporate chaplain background and now with my just mass media marketing background. All three of these areas have led me to meetings of people that would be considered your coworkers. In the church space, it would be different ministers from around town. 
right? Um, when I was doing corporate chaplaincy, um, it would be the different people from the organization that I'm trying to help with the body. Now, in, in mass media, I will meet with people that are from different spaces and doing things that work and we'll all come together. But here's what I found. A lot of the time that I spend in meetings, it is meetings where we just get together and we talk about working. And those drive me nuts. Uh, it's a meeting to meet during the work day and talk about work. And it drives me bananas after a point because, it's, as you know with me, Coach, I like to be on the move. I like to go. And it's not even a attention deficit thing for me. Uh, a lot of it for me is I wake up and there's something to do. Like, let's let's go. And a lot of times I'll get in a meeting where it's a diagnostic. We're talking about this or we're complaining or there's a gripe session. And I think there's time for somebody giving your ear and somebody being counsel and somebody just sitting with you through it. Yes, yes, yes. But so many people, because I'm real good at this, so many people are just good at being a disgruntled leader, disgruntled team member, disgruntled participant, where it's real easy to just find myself at a group or a meeting where I'm saying, we need more action, we need more action. But then you get to the point of change and like, well, I didn't mean all that. I, 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 we're really going to change? We're really going to start doing something different? And there's this mentality of everybody involved of hold on to your hats, buckle up, buttercup. Uh, kind of like that, that guy, that church leader, changes are coming. You know, it's not like wide earth, right? Changes are coming and here's what it looks like. And I was going, ah, you better bring it, right? But there is this anticipation that comes with that. But then when it's time to actually start changing, people can freak out, can't they? Oh yeah. There's, uh, you know, it, this is, this is tr as true socially as it is scientifically. But there's this call, this law called inertia, mm. that we will continue Absolutely. to do. You know, uh, you know, scientifically, it's a body will remain in motion until you know in the direction that it's moving until right. something outside affects it. You know, changes right. that motion, either slows it down or redirects it. Sure. If it's untouched, it's going to keep going. Socially, we do the same thing. We, you know, we've always done it this way. And, and we've done, and usually it takes somebody from outside to some kind of outside force sure. to change that social inertia. Right. And, uh, you know, sometimes the change is good. Sometimes it's not so good. Mm -hmm. Um, really, I, I think a lot of that, and I, I think that's something that you're kind of heading towards with sure. this, with this talk is to, uh, analyze, you know, is everything I'm doing wrong? Right. If it is, then yeah, radical change needs to be made, and and it's going to hurt. Uh, but hey, we're we're a pretty good company right now, so we've been doing something right. We don't need to change sure. everything, right? We could right. be able to do a couple of things better that would do things. But our basic our basic model's working, and, you know. Otherwise, you know, we're not a we're not a good company, right? And right. So, there's all you know. Another thing, there was a great philosopher back in the 1800s who said any change good or bad, any change creates a memorable crisis. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And he said, yeah, and he said good or bad. Right, right. He's, there's always that moment of 
when you make that change, there's that, that feeling, that hesitation, that do I really want to do this moment? Right. And then you either freeze and don't, or you back away from it, or you launch into it. And yes, and you deal with what comes right, good or bad. There's and and, and come what may. I mean, yeah. What, what but there's a crisis there. There's that moment of of and, you know, crisis is just that tension, right? Of changing that direction, one well, way or the other. And and you look at that and you say, this is what leadership is. You, leadership is not somebody who comes in and just just does it just to do it. Like you don't, it, one of the worst things that can happen, and I've, I've been a part of churches where I've been the pusher. I've been a little bit more aggressive. Um, I've been a part of business strategies where I'm the, Hey, let's roll. Like, let, let's do it. Let's go all in. And, but you can never be that person. You can never be that change agent, if you will, just for the high or the dopamine, like just for the concept of changing because that's in vain. That's without meaning. And so to say you need change and not intend to do it, that's in vain. But then also to be somebody who implements change with no purpose, with no with no reason, coaching-wise, if somebody decides they're going to make a change in the lineup or they're going to do this, they don't have to explain it to you. They don't have to. They can, they can be a dictator with an iron fist. Or they can explain it to you. And if you're going to move me from the one hole to the five hole, right – Explain it to me so that I won't just pop up to shortstop. So so that I can mm-hmm. that I can do this here so that I can kind of understand the intent behind it. When there's gonna be a change, if a leader can communicate it to somebody, they'll see it's not just change for the sake of changing. Yeah, and then there's but there's also to remember if you're that player, there's a time and a place for the explanation. Sure. You know, at, at times and, and this is something I as a coach, I told my players, you know, during the game I don't always have time to explain my moves to you. Right. I'm asking you to trust me to make those decisions. I'm trusting you to execute those decisions. Mm-hmm. If you have a question about it, the game is not the time to do it. Sure. It's the preparation towards oh, it. Oh, yeah. And you can ask about it. And, yes, then it becomes something that I need to explain to this player mm-hmm. why. And then I get the buy-in. Mm-hmm. I get the buy-in. I get the execution. Yeah. Yep. But at the time of the game or at the time of the moment, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes decisions have to be made on the fly. That that's the manager's job, right? Uh, just to make that. I'm decision. not trying to show you up. Please don't show yeah. me up. We can talk about it. But this is my job, and you know, this is the job that I've been hired to do, and I'm going to do this. We can talk about this later, or we can talk about this at another time, right? And if you've really got an issue with it, and, and I'll listen to you, you'll listen to me, and we'll work all this out. Time and place. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that, that's something I really spend a lot of times talking with young people about, um, is, you know, understand the moment, the purpose, and then have the trust in each other right. that says, okay, teacher or coach, I trust you to make the right decision for this class or for this team. And the coach is saying, I trust you to implement it or to execute it. And if we have, if we have a difference right. in philosophy, we can we can work this out in another location. We can work this out at another time that's not so critical. But we trust each other to get this done at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
a good leader will do that, you know, can, can get that. And that's where, uh, that's, that's kind of where, you know, the difference in yeah. the coaches and the players. Right. Yeah. There's ones that will say that they'll, they'll draw. It could be the most bizarre thing, but they're going to do it because I would follow you into the abyss. His coach told me to do it. Yes. I know he's, I know he's got the best interest of the team at heart. So let's go. And then there's others that they'll do it and, and it will be, it's a character issue. You'll see the hard, the hard paws or the heels in the sand. Usually that comes from somebody else telling them this is not a qualified leader. This is not somebody who can do it. And so they get, they get poisoned a little bit by it. And, and we see that all over. We're using the playing field a lot today. Um, honestly, because it's nice outside and a lot of people are playing ball. Um, I've, my days are based around where the next game is. Uh, I feel like in my life. And so we we use that sports analogy easy. Uh, but if that doesn't resonate with you, the listener, man, it is so applicable to your daily job it is so applicable to the the email that comes out or the memo that comes out or change. you know to put it in the business situation you know you've got you're dealing with a customer sure and the customer wants this to happen uh, maybe even getting frustrated that it's not happening right the manager comes in and they're in front of the customer at that moment has to make a decision right and it may or may not go with what the employee wants right but he right. has to make that decision and his job is to keep the company in in mind, okay, so right, you know, then he or he decides, hey, the customer's demand is unreasonable. I'm going to protect my employee. You know, he has to make that decision right. on the fly, and doesn't always get the chance to explain that decision to his coworker right there, to his to mm-hmm. his uh, employee. Right, right. Okay, so I make the decision. We go on. You know, again, there's the trust. Mm-hmm. The employee, I trust the manager to do the right thing for the company and for me and the customer. The customer, yes. you know, the, the manager's going, you're going to implement what I tell you to do. And then at the coffee break or at lunch, we can sit down by ourselves. Okay, why right. did you do this? Because I don't understand. Yes. Let's talk through the victory we were trying to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, so, you know, there's the business world. It happens the same thing on the ball field. Mm. Mm. I told you to bunt. Coach, that I mean, they're playing. I know, I know where they are. Do it. Mm-hmm. I'll explain it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there was a kid that I told the other day that he needed to do something, and it started this conversation with us amongst these other players, where there was a situation where it was a three-zero take, and the coach told the kid, uh, both the coach and the kid will remain nameless, uh, but to take, and the kid swung out of his shoes. Now, those of you that don't know what this means, if it's 3-0 in baseball or softball, you're fixing to walk most likely uh, unless the pitcher works back. And in 3-0, a lot of times a coach will tell a batter, take, meaning make them throw a strike, don't swing. Well, this kid swings out of his shoes at this terrible pitch on 3-0, and the coach says to him, hey, what, what were you thinking? And he said, did you not know the take was on? And you know what the player replied with? Yeah, a, a, a take. I said, you, okay, it was a take. Yeah. And the player looks back and goes, take a chance. Take a swing. Take a swing. <laughs> and so like, there was the semantics of it where it was like, no, you knucklehead. Take take the pitch. And so there's there's a communication piece here to it on this and i'm going to leave you before we go on the break with this there was a fella recently and if i coach your kid at third base if i'm the third base coach 
I'm sending your kid home. Like I want your kid to score. And I had to get in the ear of this kid and say, hey, I'm going to send you home on this next play. And the kid looked at me with fright in their eyes. And I said, here's what you got to know. If you make it, you're the hero. And if you get burned, it's on me. That no, none of these parents and coaches are ever going to look over there and say that dumb kid for running is going to be the dumb guy for sending you. But if you make it, you're the hero. And I think that's the communication we have to have when it comes to change. Hey, trust me as the leader. I'm telling you this. You're going to make it. And when you make it, we all celebrate. If not, it's on me, the leader who's putting that change into place here. All right, folks, come back after the break. And we're going to share with you a cycle that is really, really cool when it comes to action changing things. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. 
Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. Welcome back to Circle Unbroken. I am your host, Taft Ayers, joined in by my good buddy, Hot Mike. Hello, sir. Hello, hello. We are right in the middle uh, of a week where we are looking at different concepts and ideas. Yesterday, we talked about front porch and what the front porch means, the concept of it. And then on a front porch, here's what can happen. Uh, a lot of people talk about the world's problems and how they're going to solve the world's problems and how action needs to take place. And then you get down off of that porch. And it's time to go to work. Uh, you got to go and do it. And so today we're off of that porch to use this illustration. And we're talking about the concept of action changing things. Um, again, uh, one of the things we do through our work here at Kennedy Broadcasting is, as we mentioned in session one today of the show, uh, we will come and we will help your organization. We're looking at diagnostics, looking at motivation, looking at different things as far as they go on the leadership spectrum of how we can help your team. We, we do presentations, big and small. And one of the presentations that I've done several times is this idea of taking the ACT, uh, taking the test, the action changes things test at your job with your organization, big or small. And so Coach and I have been talking today about this, and we've looked at action. Um, we've looked at changes and what happens with different emotions that are connected to change. And what I want to conclude today with is I want to share this cycle with you. It's a cycle um, that we look at when it comes to process, growth, and change. And I'd like for you to think about it because it's a circle. Uh, and it's a circle just like Circle Unbroken. And I want to read it for you. There are on this circle, there are different stops uh, on it when it comes to the process of action changing things. At the top, at the 12 o'clock spot, uh, if you like to write things down or if you want to see this in some form, healthy things grow. I want to say that again. Healthy things grow. We, we think about that in life. If you have a healthy church, it's going to grow. If you've got a healthy bank account, hey, newsflash, it's going to grow. Uh, if you have a healthy relationship, it's going to grow. 
Then you go from the idea of healthy things grow, and the next concept is this, growing things change. Let's sit on that for a minute. Healthy things grow, and then growing things change. You don't believe me? Plant something. Birth something. I was going to say, come, look at your kid. Come, come up with something <laughs> like that, and you say this, well, oh, so-and-so, he's growing so much, I need to put a brick on his head, all right? Or you look just like your daddy, right? Like you see somebody who is growing, and those growing things will change. And so if you want your, let's go backwards, if you want your organization, church, or business to be healthy, I want to, I just want to be healthy. I want to be part of a group that's healthy. All right. Healthy things will grow. Growing things will change. So, so buckle up for that. And I think this works with churches, businesses, teams of all sorts. But then you ready for this? Change challenges us. Change challenges us one way or the other. Change will challenge you because something has to move. When something has to move, there is a challenge. When you are in the middle of this and something is healthy and it's growing, and then it's growing and it's changing, and then it's changing, the change will challenge you. And so if this is a clock or circle, you've got that healthy things grow at about 12 o'clock. And then right there at about 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock, you've got growing growing things change. And then you get down the clock to about three or four. Here's what you've got for this visual. Change challenges us. Now let's talk about that for a minute, Coach. Change challenges us in ways that are both good and bad. Yeah, that, well, that goes back to the philosopher that I was telling you is mm-hmm. the memorial, the, the memorable, not memorial, the, yeah. <laughs> the memorable crisis and the yes. inertia idea. Because mm-hmm. you know, inertia also says uh, something that's not in motion will remain there. Unless a force acts upon right, it. right. So you know yep. that just again that goes back to, to to what that you know there is that uh, you know that challenge yeah that for it's, sure. you know and if it's good and again growth you know we're we're experiencing something here in, in Murray County oh, that for sure. you know we have had for a sure. you know we've got something really really good here. We got a lifestyle, and we've got a you know a, an area that is beautiful, and it, it works. It works so well that almost everybody in the nation wants to come here, and they're right. coming. Right? Guess what? We're growing, and now the outlook of our the the, the fabric of our society is changing here in Murray County because right. we're growing. Right. And right. what we used to do isn't going to work anymore because there's exponentially more people involved okay do we want to stop growing no right but if we're going to keep growing and we're going to do it right we're going to have to change what we're doing oh sure oh yeah and and you you can't stay the same it's it's got to change it's as we mentioned earlier the 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 put up or shut up time when when something happens like this and that comes in here you, you're going to be challenged and and so that leads you then to six o'clock here on on the circle challenge forces us to be dependent a challenge forces us to have this dependency uh, as a Christian uh, challenge forces me to have this dependence on God 
When I am in a challenge, I read the Bible and I think about all the different challenges and trials, and it tells me to count them as a joy. Uh, it tells me to look at those things as opportunities to to live. It says to live as Christ. And so what, what, what happens is I've got these moments to dive. This is unapologetically a spiritual show. Um, I, I dive deeper into God when I have a challenge. Meet somebody who's been challenged in life and their trust and their dependency on God is is it's almost tangible like like you you can almost see it in that person because of the challenges that they've been through um and and when i have that dependency when i have that trust that's placed in god and again i'm at six o'clock now i started at 12 o'clock on the on this circle right where healthy things grow growing things change Change challenges us, and then challenges force this dependency that they force this trust factor. The next thing that happens out of that is this trust, dependency, those things lead to obedience. It leads to me saying this okay, I'm gonna, I trust you, I'm gonna follow. I am going to follow. That's what obedience is. It's following. Coach, as you mentioned earlier, um, not showing up the coach or the boss or the leader in this moment, saying, okay, challenge forced me to be dependent upon you. Okay, that same person that I put my trust in, I can't look at you like an idiot when you make the next decision. Even if I don't understand it or agree with it, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. need to trust him, you know, sure. or her, him or her right. to to move, you know, to actually execute that decision. Right. If we're here in this position, it's also respect for your position. Um, re- respect for that. It's an honor, you know, that's given to you. Uh, when, when we heard my episode last week about DC, when we went to DC, the, the one of the leaders on our trip told us things that the group was allowed to buy. And he said, you're allowed to buy, you know, a Trump shirt. You're allowed to buy a Make America Great Again shirt. You, you can you can buy these things. He said, but one thing you can't buy on this trip is a Let's Go Brandon shirt or hat. And a lot of the kids didn't understand it. Maybe they had like hardcore Republican parents and they just thought this is the Republican flag. And he said, the reason you're not going to buy it on this trip that I'm in charge of is because it demeans the office of the president. And he said, I believe in the office of the president, no matter if you think the person in it is doing a good job, no matter if you voted him in, I still try to keep that intact. And he said, and I would do it if it was another president as well. Like if it was a Republican president, I, I would I would do the same thing. Well, you're saying. a lot of that was the intent behind that sure. phrase. Sure. You know, oh, yeah. it was it was a subterfuge. Oh, yeah. Uh, to avoid Absolutely. some censorship situations Mm -hmm. and so and and those who knew what that meant knows what it means sure and those that don't don't need to be messing right right absolutely (laughs) and that's what he's telling you yeah you 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 don't need to be messing Mm -hmm. with this and his and his overarching theme here is because there is a position that i respect um, I, I think it's a great position in the land uh, for somebody to hold and, and for somebody to have. And that's the same thing when we look at a leader, um, a leader that we might not have put in the position, a leader that we might not think is doing a fabulous job. But I'm not going to, to use our sports analogy, I am not going to cut their legs out from underneath them right here. I'm going to say this, okay, challenge 
forces my dependency. When that happens, that dependency leads to a chance to obey, to follow. And then here's, here's what's really cool. An organization, and some of you won't like this. Some of you, this will sound politically incorrect, okay? But remember this. I'm at like 10 and 11 on the clock here, okay? So it comes all the way around here. And I've just said that challenge forces us to trust God. I've said that in that trust that I'm supposed to have, that what will happen is it will lead to an obedience. Trust leads to an obedience. But then watch this next part. You ready? Obedience makes us healthy. An organization that has people, a family that has people, a town that has people that are obedient, you know what that does? It makes them organizationally healthy. We hear obedient, we think subservient and quiet and shut up and stay to your own. But the organization that has people in it that are obedient, they do what they're told to do, they respect the position, we will describe that place, watch this coach, we'll describe that place as a place that is healthy. Well, if I'm at 10 or 11 and I go back to 12, guess what? Healthy things grow. And so you you see this concept, you, you see this change, you see the way that there is this cycle when I look at the concept of action changing things because things are going to happen. Things have to take place in order for growth and development. And what I've got to do is I've got to look at where I am in an, in an organization right now. I need to see how it's happening I need to see what kind of things can be done, what kind of things I should do to to promote this. But then fully what I have to do is I have to say this. In an organization that needs to change, being a part of a team that needs to grow, that needs to develop, that needs to get new legs, that needs to experience fresh ideas, who am I in this process? Am I somebody who helps change? Am I somebody who advocates for it in the right way, in the right sense? Or am I somebody who just barks and hollers, because we're all guilty of this, who just barks and hollers for change, not knowing what it means, not knowing the impact, wishing somebody would just do something for the sake of doing it. And remember this, if that's what you're pushing for, and if that's what you're hoping for, you're hoping for people to just do things without meaning. Well, when that happens, it leads to chaos. I want to invite you right now as we finish the show today to think about your organization, your team, your business, your church, and all the ways that you hope they would change, all the ways that you hope that they would develop, all the ways that you hope that they would flip a switch and do something different. And then here's what I want to ask. If they ever do it, are you ready for it? Are you ready for that action to change things? Because some of us might need to be careful what we wish for, and some of us might need to be people that say this, you know what, I'm going to help move the ball along, move this needle, because I believe that as we take the ACT, 
we see that action changes things. And you know what? Healthy things grow. We're glad you joined us today. Appreciate you being here for another episode of Circle Unbroken. Standing by my window On one cold and cloudy day When I saw that hers come rolling For to carry my mother away Well, the circle